Tak. Alright, let's talk about my brother. I've spoken a lot about my father on this channel and even my sister and my mother, but I often have really not said anything about my brother apart from just um, one video made about him on this channel that you can go and find. If you've seen my story and the videos that I've made about like the trauma that I've been through, the child abuse that my dad used to beat me and like I was terrified, I've had anxiety for like most of my life, I've had uh, complex PTSD. I probably, I still kind of have it. How much of the trauma and beatings and hostility that I got as a child, my brother got twice as much, maybe more. The a day in the life or like the dynamic of like these violence moments in my family when we were younger would be that this is obviously my perception maybe my brother would disagree or something but i was just minding my business just you know happy kid just enjoying life and my brother would just get angry aggressive hostile. he he already had of course like the aggression because he was getting beaten like recently but you know we're just like kind of chilling or whatever and then he'd get into like a violent outburst and he'd hit me the moment he'd hit me i'd get loud maybe i'd like ask for help from my mom or my dad or maybe i'd you know start a fight or anything but either way parents would come in and my brother would get like a lot more of the punishment that i would get and I've forgiven and yeah, I've, I've forgiven and moved on personally with like the damage that's been done to me because I fully, fully understand that my parents didn't know, like they, they didn't know good parenting, good parenting. They, they weren't really prepared for this. You don't get like parenting knowledge in the village in Pakistan. You don't get told like, you know, how to like raise your children through positive reinforcement and through, you know, good psychological tricks and everything. You generally will raise children in the same way that your parents have raised you. And even though this video isn't really about, you know, raising children, it's more about my brother. I think you should take this moment right now. If having children is going to be an important thing for you, as it is for me, it's going to be the most important thing I do. It's worth making this like a practical video. Pausing the video right now and just asking yourself, are you going to... Are you going to raise your children in the same way that your parents raised you? And of course you're going to say no. Of course you are. Every single person is going to say no, but the overwhelming majority of people do. It's really worth being introspective and thinking to yourself, okay, but what if I did? What if I am on track to doing that? How could I significantly change how I raise my children? So my brother got a lot more of the abuse and it was it was kind of like it was just the way he was so you know it obviously it would have started with the the older brother dynamic of him kind of bullying me a little bit and you know we're best friends at the same time then if there's punishment to be dished out he would get like another extra like slap and as we got older he would get like a lot more than i would get let's say by my dad he'd slap me once and that would be enough whereas my dad would like beat my brother he'd like punch him in the face and get like violent and he had like a lot more um aggression towards my brother and the same with my mum towards my brother too and i saw my brother grow up as a, a spitting image like a complete reflection of my father of how my father used to be so things are like they're very different now it's very interesting my, my father is actually way more similar to me now like he, i can see that he's put so much effort into like restrain the level of like violence and stuff that he's had and he's become like a lot more peaceful and the shit that he's gone through for this family is like incredible and the fact that he's still here providing just blows my mind i have nothing but respect and love for him but he was a very different man 
just a couple of years ago and my brother is completely on track to being just like my father. The difference is that my brother doesn't have the resilience that my father does. And through the hardest moments, and also, you know, we're in the modern times where things like divorce are more common. I see, I, I see the future and no one really wants to hear it. I've said it to my brother once and he stormed out of the room. Like we were kind of reforming our relationship. We, we literally have not spoken. Like we literally have spoken. I think we've had one conversation in the last two years. Like seriously, we've had like one conversation in the last two years. We live together. We live in the same fucking house. And I told him like what I foresee in his relationship. Like he's, he's got a married, he's going to move out. He's going to get a house. He's going to have children and stuff. And I told him like, what I like, obviously I didn't say it in the nicest way if he didn't take it well. And I have to take responsibility for that. But I see my brother turning into a statistic. I see him going down the exact same path that my father did where he's, he's an aggressive guy. He's hostile. He's violent. He's got mental health problems. He was beaten by his father and he gets a woman now who's like his everything and it feels so amazing and you know my, the way my brother speaks about his wife like you know she saved me and she's my everything and she's so good at listening and everything and like okay fair enough respect to her I, I've barely even spoken to her but you know respect to her for that but when a woman is your everything you can lose everything and my brother is so damn certain that it's never gonna happen and stuff but like when I kind of said it to him like I don't want to bring her into it so I'm do you know what I mean because it's weird. It's like, she's kind of like my family now, but I don't really like even know her in a sense, but, um, I don't want to speak much about his wife because I, I feel like it's disrespectful for me to be speaking about her, but I'll speak about my brother. He's going to be violent. Like he's still violent. He's still like threatening. He, he's 10 times more violent than my father is now. And he's like on level with the level of violence that my father used to be where like every couple of weeks I hear my brother fully scream and threaten and like swear at everyone in the family. And like, there's been times where we were like, I've, I've literally called the police on him and he's like, Mr. Big manager. He makes 60 K a year, which is like pretty like now, obviously when I think about it, it's like, it's not impressive at all, especially for like what I know our potential. If he's like me, it's like our potential, but like obviously like a few years ago, that was, that's fucking massive. It's more than everyone else and everything. And he's like a manager of a pharmacy. And so he's got like those managerial, he's like the dickhead manager, you know, like the, there's like leaders who are like so positive and kind. And there's like the asshole leaders, managers, you know, the managers who make you fucking hate your job. He's one of them. He truly, and this isn't even me trying to insult him. He just truly is one of those like horrible, like he, he's just a bad person. Honestly, he is literally just a bad person. And right now, is a very, very important part of his life because he's just got married. He's about to move in with his wife. And the moment that he moves in, that they get a house together, which I believe is going to be this month, the distance is going to be created. And I'm not sure if we'd be able to really save him then because every week, every two weeks, there's like another huge, huge argument, fight, friction between the entire family. Just not even the entire family, just, just related to him versus the family. And so when he does have like another home and you know, it's his home now, we're not going to see him much. He'll have children and he'll go through moments of like, you know, oh, happiness, the best times of his life. He's so happy. He's so like fulfilled. He's got a wife, he's got kids and everything, but he will always come back to the baseline because he doesn't acknowledge the importance of mental health. He's the type of guy, like he is incredibly fucking selfish and weird with his money in the sense that like, he's one of those, like, you know, the middle, uh, what's that shit called? Like middle class, like in the book that, 
if you've read the book, which I highly suggest, kind of off the topic, but highly suggest reading the book, The Millionaire Fast Lane by MJ DeMarco. And he said that there's three lanes that you can take to wealth. And the first one is the sidewalk. That's the complete degenerates. That's the people working shitty jobs. That's the people who like smoke weed and stuff. They're never, you know, they're, they're on the sidewalk to the lane of wealth. And obviously they're not going to make progress. But then there's the slow lane. And a slow laner is like the majority of people who work like, you know, pretty good uh, careers. And then they'll put like some money into stocks and shares and all this bullshit. You know, they're never going to get rich and they think that they will and stuff. But their idea is like, oh, if I be a good boy and do all the right things, then maybe I can retire in 35 years instead of 40. It's a fucking bullshit, right? But he, he's like smack bang one of them where he, he doesn't know about return on investment. He doesn't know entrepreneurship type of shit. He doesn't know about like productivity or anything. He goes to work, comes back and then just kind of like goes on the phone with his, his wife and then just goes to sleep and he just stays up late eats like he's always eating fucking shit food and i don't even this is me just ranting about him but you know i thought this this morning and i don't even mean to like be disrespectful towards him because this video is about me you know trying to help him and just give you guys like the the mindset i have here because this is going to be unfiltered as fuck of what i'm about to say like will happen to him but it was this morning that i visualized you may have seen one of these videos on youtube it's kind of like an animation like a cartoon and it's kind of showing the compound effect where it's like your small decisions through the day don't really change much up until years pass so it's like two cartoons it's like the video split in half and it's like it's got the same guy but in one of them he's the guy like wakes up late and then he's like he's in a rush he spills coffee or something then he's like eating shit food and he's like not really being productive then he comes home and he just like drinks some beer and eats crisps and like nothing really changes in that same day compared to this guy who wakes up on excuse me on wakes up on time he's not in a rush he's listening to like quality audiobooks or something he's reading he eats like a good lunch or something and then he goes to the gym after work and then he goes to sleep nice and early this guy's watching tv at late and stuff and nothing changes like you know as the days go by but like week by week month by month you start seeing like quite a big difference and i don't mean to like you know put my brother down because this isn't this isn't what the point of the video is but it just really that video just popped into my mind today even though it's like a silly cartoon or something and i was like fuck i have next to me the realest example of the compound effect because me and my brother were similar for most of our lives like that was literally like that's my brother that literally was like my best friend i never really had like good friends for most of my life but if there's one person who can make me like laugh so much that i cry it's my brother still to this day like obviously we don't even speak anymore but i know for a fact that we still could have that relationship and it's just incredibly saddening, but it's also such a big realization and motivator for self-improvement that if I showed you a picture of my brother now, you'd be like, what the fuck? Like, their brother, like, he's he's just, like, he's almost obese. Like, he, he wouldn't count, count it, and maybe you wouldn't think it because he's, like, he's kind of muscular. He's been lifting for the same amount of time as me, so he's got, like, a decent amount of muscle. But he, like, he eats, like, shit. I walk in, he's just eating a fucking pizza every single day, eating shit food. He'll he'll come in from work with, like, I can, like, smell the fucking ghrelin hormone on him where, like, he'll rinse through, like, the cupboards and start eating, like, chocolates whilst he waits for, like, my mom to cook him some dinner or something. Just, like, and when if you see the difference, like, we had... A little bit of a similar physique he was just bigger than me and but in terms of like lean muscle mass and now he would just be classed as like fat i'm pretty sure he'll be like 25 30 percent body fat he's like 200 and something pounds like um same pretty much same height as me a little bit taller than me he's like he weighs like 50 pounds more than me and that's like the reason why you know he like this is like it really fucking explains his personality why is it that he's he's 50 he weighs 50 pounds more than me why is it that he's bulked that much because he's going through what i now call the anxiety bulk 
it's this idea where you're not, you know, you're not eating or bulking for the sake of fitness and your fitness goals, but specifically the phrase that my brother uses, and I'm sure like someone watching this will also use, and this is like a message to you for this idea that the bigger you get, the less the people will mess with you. And think about how fucked your mind has to be to to structure your diet in a way that you want to get physically bigger so that less people will mess with you. Who the fuck is messing with you? You're carrying the trauma of your child of your childhood. It really, it, that's like one part of him, but it really shows like his mindset with things. And it's like the same thing with like, you know, like he's has that attitude where like, oh, you know, everyone's going to try and start on me, but they can't because I'm bigger than them and all this. And I'm the manager and I make money and all, you know, he's at, oh man. Yeah. So I don't consider him a good person like at all. And I'm sure like, I want to say that there's still hope for him, but the truth is like there might not be because it takes one extremely extremely valuable skill that is literally life-saving which young men need like him young men like him need this one skill every young man who commits suicide needed needed this one skill it's humility there's different reasons why men get down bad with mental health and like end up doing something wrong with themselves but for, in my brother's case, the reason why there isn't much of a hope for him in terms of being able to save him is because he lacks humility. He cannot take advice from anyone else. He's the expert and he's the one who's right. He's the big, big miss, the manager type of bullshit. And so he can't take advice. He can't sit down and think that he could be wrong. Motherfucker's been on the same workout routine for like the past five years, like not really making much gains, lifting like lightweight and all this bullshit. Like, like not not so much lifting light weights, but more so like not even challenging himself with like the weights that he lifts and you know just doing pussy workout, doing bro split and everything. And it's like he doesn't even have like the confidence and the humility to go online and think like, oh yeah, my workout's not that that's good. Maybe I should go look at a professional and see what they suggest. But he doesn't have that level of humility because he's right. He's he's missed the manager. He's the manager and he makes his decay, you know this bullshit, right? So how do you help someone who doesn't have humility? How do you help someone who literally cannot be helped by anyone else? Because the path that he's on right now, he's already aggressive to everyone in his life, including his wife. I don't think he's been like physically aggressive with her, but I do hear him like speak in a very hostile, like aggressive manner to her. And I remember stories of my mom telling me that my father used to hurt her like physically. I'm 100% sure that's going to happen in this case, even though now the entire family's raging. This is what pisses me off about my family. They're still watching this video right now. My sister, my dad, they're going to come into my room. Oh, you better you better uh, privatize that video. They're going to send me messages. Oh, no, that's not okay. He's your brother. You shouldn't say this about him. And no, no, no. You know what? That's not even what my, my brother, my father and my sister will say to me. You know, This is what really disappoints me about my family when I speak about these issues. They are more concerned at what our family looks like when I speak about them rather than the actual issue. I spoke about getting groped, getting molested by my brother for years. That like I got molested by my brother for about four to six years, something like that. And everyone's response was that, oh, it's a bad look for the family. That's like the, the, the summary of their response was like, it's a bad look for the family. No one came in and kind of like asked me about it. Am I okay? Like, is it still in your mind? You know, it wasn't about that. It was like, oh, don't because people are going to see it and it's embarrassing. Same with this. This video is about my brother who's going to kill himself within 10 years. 
And the reason why my dad will message me and my, my sister will message me, the reason why my, bro my brother would be pissed off and stuff, it isn't about the topic of the video. It isn't about the fact that like he's vulnerable, he's in danger and that he needs help. It's that, oh, but this is our family secret. Keep it to yourself, Hamza. Don't make videos about it. There's one thing that disappoints me about my family right now. It's that mindset that we, we don't give a fuck about each other. We just really, really care about how we look to outside. But the truth is like, we look like shit to everyone. <laughs> we we really do. Like, let's be honest, man. Like, you know, like, yeah, I'm making progress and everything. My dad's like, you know, he's provided and all this. And like, yeah, we came, we've had like a very riches, a rags to riches story. But the truth is like, we still look like shit to this community. We still look like shit when like the police cars roll up outside. And like the neighbors ask me like the next day when I'm going on a walk, like, oh, is everything okay? Like the police, like we've had police around like fucking five, ten times in the last few years. Violent fights, 1 a.m., loud as fuck. Like I want you to think of like people screaming with no thought whatsoever that we have neighbors screaming that they're like, they're literally like my brother saying he's going to stab everyone and all this bullshit. And my family's always had like this 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 mindset of it's this it's a secret between us you know don't tell anyone i remember my brother saying that to me so many times don't tell anyone don't tell anyone you better not tell anyone like when we would speak about getting beat by my father my brother would always always say that like don't tell don't tell these white people they'll never understand he would always say that to me and it pisses me off because i just think like bro like i wish i fucking told everyone i wish that like i had a support system if people knew that i was getting abused at home like, yeah, I'm grateful for everything that's happened and I'm, you know, I'm in a nice position right now. But younger Hamza went through some fucking pain and he was isolated. It was in year 10 when I was 16 or 15 years old. That's the first time that I ever even texted a friend that something like was happening. And I, I did it once. And then after that, I remember it was in my second year of university. The next time I actually opened up and said like, yeah, like I pretty much get abused at home. And I remember it was around like, they might be watching my videos, but it was around a bunch of fucking degenerates who were like my best friends. And we used to go to clubs and take raves. And I, I still remember everyone's face. I know this is irrelevant, but I still remember everyone's face when I kind of said that. And it was like, they just suddenly kind of had this look on them, which is like, oh, but we're, we're about to go party. You'll ruin the attitude, Hamza. Like, that's how you know you're not even fucking friends with people. Yeah, that's a separate point, man. But... I see my brother being a total, total statistic and it's like, it, it, it makes me feel sad because I feel like everyone else, like they can see it. That's the thing. Like my, the rest of my family can see it. I think my brother can probably see it himself. He's, he's admitted that he like tried to kill himself before he said it. My dad kind of like said it to him once, like in the middle of a heated argument, my brother's ready to punch my dad and my dad kind of like said, or my brother said it or something, you know, something about suicide. And my dad's like, why didn't you? And my brother said, oh yeah, well, I tried. And my dad looked at him and said, you should have pussy. I keep visual, like, I know you're not supposed to visualize negative shit because then it would happen. But, like, I keep seeing it in my mind of my brother's face, like, in a few years time. And not to sound, like, big-headed or something, but, like, it's in, our, it's in my fancy fucking apartment. Like, it's the, the difference between our lives is fucking huge. We're in, like, my place. I've, like, let him come back in because he's lost his wife, he's lost his kids because he hurt them. He's been divorced. Like, I just see his face, like, fucking crying of him saying, like, yeah, he's tried killing himself multiple times. And as much as I want to help him, it's like, he's too far gone at that point. I think he might be too far gone right now. Like, I don't want to give up on anyone. But when they don't have humility, when, like, they can say all this bullshit and they can say, like, you know, I'm, I'm down bad and everything, but then they won't take any help from people. What the fuck can you even do? 
I see his face like crying and saying that he's lost everything and that he attempted it. Like, it's fucking scary how the majority of people have a life so, so similar to their parents. That's why I say on my, on my videos, like, your parents' life is pretty much your life unless you're on self-improvement. Unless you do something drastic with your life. Unless you, like, excuse me, really learn about mental health or something. You'll end up exactly like your fucking parents. You better hope that they're good. The truth, okay, if you're watching this video, you're really into self-improvement, then maybe not you, but I want you to think of your friends who, like, they don't give a fuck about self-improvement, meditation, reading, educating themselves, they just watch TV and stuff. They're probably already, like, mini versions of their parents, and they're gonna have this, like, you want, you literally want to, like, date your your parents. Like, a woman wants to date a man like a father, even though they'll never, even though what no woman ever has, like, the confidence or, like, the awareness to ever say this. The truth is, 100% you do. Shut the fuck up if you think that you're, you're different. I'm telling you right now, as much as you, like, some woman's watching this, your, your father's abusive or anything, I'm telling you right now that that's the same type of man that you're attracted to, but you don't have the awareness of it just yet. But I guarantee you, because you don't have the awareness of humility and you're about to comment, like, I, I've made videos like this and people comment, like, no, not me, I'm so different, like, you will fall into the same fucking pattern. Wherever your parents are and the shit that they've been through, you will go through something similar because most people just don't change themselves that much. There's breeders and there's game changers and, like, the game changers are kind of rare. Most people end up, like, they go through the exact same life. The difference with my brother and my father, then, is that my father is resilient. That's a man who can, like, he can go through anything and, like, he'll, he's a problem solver. He's, like, my father is, like, a lifetime problem solver. Whereas my, my brother is, like, just fucking violent. And he, like, he's, like, he's, like, one of those, the stereotypical, like, cringe alpha males where he's, like, he's obviously not an alpha male, but he's kind of, like, he thinks he is. And it's, like, it's that, that shit, right? And the difference then in their relationships to their wives, my, my brother and his wife and my father and, and my mother, is like my mother never left. My, my, my mother never left and never really took the, like, never took the kids or anything. We've stayed together all this time. I don't really think that'll be the case with my brother and his partner. And I think at that moment when he's lost everything, I see him being a statistic. When I looked at the data for male suicide, it, it's so fucking like eerie. The average age that men and um, like that people get married is about 30. The average marriage in the Western countries lasts about 11 years, which ends at about 40 to 41. And the most common age for a man to kill himself is about 40, 41, 42, 43. So you see the life of like, you know, a young man who's like, you know, blue pilled and he's he's got it like an okay job and everything, but he's fucking like he's lazy in the sense of like he doesn't really do anything else. He's not really so ambitious or anything. And he gets like, you know, his wife and it's she's my everything, you know, that's the best decision of my life and I wouldn't change her for the world and everything. And yeah, fair enough, that's so good for you. But if she's your everything, like you can lose everything then. They have like a nice beautiful relationship for a while in their honeymoon period and then they get married and that's it. You know, it's so happy and then they have their first child and it's so happy and then that's when like, you know, things go downhill. The guy loses his job, his car breaks down, it's an extra like 500 pound bill that they can't afford and now they're getting stressed and they need money from family and everything and they never took that trip that they said they would and you know, all this bullshit just adds up, adds up, adds up, two kids, three kids. All that plus the fact the guy is violent. 
Is he really not going to be violent towards his wife and his kids over a few years when he's violent towards the rest of his family every couple of weeks? And I, I believe, like I foresee, like the, the first few times that he's violent to his new family, like the family will end and his children will be taken away from him. And then he's lost everything. I have no idea how to help him and I have kept it in mind for so long and I've tried to help. I've given him books on trauma and he like threw them back at me. I, I I don't, for so long I've kind of thought like I've taken responsibility to try and help my family and I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm not now, but like for a while I was so disappointed in the fact that, you know, I'm, I'm so productive. I'm the, the self-improvement coach. I've helped so many guys, but like I couldn't help my family with anything. And like, you know, it was always on my to-do list, like teach your mom, like teach me how to meditate and teach your dad how to do gratitude journaling and like, you know, help Danish with this and everything. And I, it would just constantly be on my to-do list. I just never would get around to it. And then the few times where I have tried to like, like the one conversation me and my brother had, I wrote a letter for him. So we hadn't spoken literally like literally months. I wrote a letter just talking about trauma and like I wrote it in a really sweet way. And I said like, this could be like the best gift that you give to your new family is like improving your mental health. And I, you know, I wrote like loads. I miss us being friends and crying, laughing and all this. And I gave him a book, uh, your body keeps the score by, uh, it's a, it's a book on trauma. The body keeps the score vessel. It's like some Dutch name or something. So I don't remember it, but, um, he sent me a picture saying like, oh, you know, thank you for the letter. Was, he sent me like multiple paragraphs and it was so sweet. He was saying like, you know, it's so sweet. And like, he misses the times that we used to be friends. And he's like, he regrets all the time that he's been violent and angry and everything. And that maybe we can be friends again. And you know, it's, it's kind of cringe, like hearing those, you know, I don't know why, but it feels like cringe when like, you've always had like a dysfunctional family. And now you're showing some kind of love. Like it just feels awkward, which is really sad, but it, it really does. You know what I mean? But we kind of say like, oh yeah, yeah, we should speak and everything. And so, he comes in and we like hug and we um talk about like we have like a one hour conversation about just like random shit and then we start talking about like entrepreneurship and he's like really taken into the business and he's saying like you know he's so proud of me it's so amazing that i've like reached this level of success and like when he asked me like how much money i make i tell him like 20k a month 30k a month he's like his jaw drops he doesn't realize he's like well, Hamza, oh my god like you know it's so amazing and then we talk about therapy and trauma and then i just blurt out because he doesn't know, like he he's always kind of denied it, but I just kind of blurt it out to him and just say like, you molested me for months. And I see it in his face. And by the way, at this point when I said that, I, I thought it was for months, but like there's another part of the story, which then means that it happened over years. And I see it in his face that the level of, of pain and guilt, it was a face like, he did that for like a split second. I imagine I said that, like you molested me for months. Like we're talking about childhood and I talk about therapy and he's asked like, you know, what did I get therapy for? And I say that and I see all the guilt hit him. He goes like this, like, like, like imagine how many fucking emotions you go through and you've been said, you've been told something that you've probably repressed that you did to your little brother. You've repressed it and it's just suddenly all those memories flush back at once. And I swear to you, I literally saw like a psychological defense mechanism kick in in his face. He went from like this, like with so much guilt to straight away, it was like his mind process. And he was like, no, shut up. Yeah, one time when we were six years old, you punched me. It's so fucking interesting when that happened. Like that's, and uh, I, like after this point, like obviously we're still speaking and shit, but it's like, um, 
it wasn't going through to him. It, it's like he kind of saw the truth for like a split second and then his mind completely rejected the idea to like save his, his like psychological ego or something. And he wasn't able to accept it, which really upset me. But at the same time, I kind of knew like he doesn't need to upset it, accept it for me to kind of, you know, move on and get therapy for it and everything. But it did kind of piss me off that, you know, he doesn't have the level of like um, awareness or anything. He can't remember the damage that he's done to me. But that went out into like a full on like big argument then where he's like fully saying like, no, no, I didn't. And you did this, like, you know, he's bringing up irrelevant shit, which is like, yeah, okay, maybe I punched him when I was six years old, but it's like, it's irrelevant. We're talking about something like here, but um, obviously it's kind of obvious what he was doing. Even if he doesn't realize it, it's just a psychological defense mechanism. And the it's getting heated. And I remember like, you know, I was trying to help him with this and like the conversations shortly turned to like his mental health. And I was telling him like, you know, don't end up like this and you should get therapy and everything. And like, I just, I fully remembered myself just thinking like, I'm not the right person for this. I always thought like, you know, it should be me coaching. I thought then that was the, when the moment kicked in where was, I was like, maybe I should just pay for like a therapist or something in his behalf. But I'm not even sure that he'd like accept the call or anything. But I've tried like being like my family self-improvement coach. And it's like, it was that conversation and of course it's quite a violent like significant conversation but it was really that conversation which really made me think like fuck like my trauma is so fucking activated around him and even the rest of my like even my father to this point like to this day even though i'd say we have like a really good relationship and we speak and like I, there's so much mutual respect i i fully am aware of my 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 body, my confidence just closing down when I'm around them. It's like, I can't even hold eye contact when my dad like, comes into the kitchen and I'm making tea or something. It's like, I can't even like, sometimes I can't even look him in the eyes. It's like, I almost cower away. Cause I, that's the man that's fucking beat you like hundreds of times. That's the man who's like threatened to hurt you. Same thing with my brother, I'm in the kitchen and he'll come in to make food and it just, like, I feel like my fight or flight senses just kick in and it, it feels so fucking hard to live in a house like that. But, and people ask me as well, like, so how, why do you live at home when you can move out? And it's, as much as, you know, it's a fulfilling thing to say, oh, you know, I live at home to help my family. And yeah, like, I live at home and essentially the money that I could be spending to move out, I'm just giving to my father right now. And so I could move out right now, but I, I feel like I would be, like, stressing about money because I give my family, like, thousands. I've, I've employed my family into my business and everything, so they get, like, thousands from me. And that pays for like every bill in the house essentially. Whereas um, if I move out right now to the place that I want to move out to, because I don't want to move to some like normal place in the UK. I want to move out to like, London and some fans, you know, it's always been like the vision and everything. And like, I would probably not so much struggle, but I would start stressing that like my personal expenses are, are now like thousands, you know what I mean? So yeah. Going through like uh, a dysfunctional family and like a, a toxic, abusive childhood, it doesn't end when you get when you become an adult. Even if you improve the relationship with the people that you know with your family, it doesn't really end there. I think there's always like a level of like psychological, neuropsychological, biological, or something reaction to someone who's hurt you. And that's like, it's so incredibly sad because I had a random thought today. Like I literally just, I've had like a lot of thoughts about family, but I had a random thought today. I was literally just making a cup of tea. My mom is currently in Pakistan. Like she goes up like every year for like a month to go see her family. 
and I've been thinking a lot about like becoming a father. I've said this a few times. Like I really think like becoming like being a father who stops my generational trauma, stops like this sort of family trauma, this bullshit of you know like we pass aggression and hostility and violence to our children by beating them and you know like treating them the same like that that really feels like it's my core purpose and i was going to make a separate video for this so i won't go into it with too much detail here but um it just kind of hit me this morning i've said this before on a previous video like i thought of a moment i was like you know i, I love her so much like i'm gonna make sure my children aren't around her my brother especially probably my sister probably my father i'm gonna make sure that my my children don't see their grandparents because as much as like my family can change you know my dad's like improving himself the thing is like there always will be like traces of this trauma of this violence of like you know the smallest way that they interact with my children and like my dad's made the most progress out of all of maybe maybe me first but like my dad's made the most progress out of the rest of the family and i can still kind of visualize like my child like doing something wrong Do you know like in in the sense that like a healthy parent if like a, a child like drops his drink or you know something would say oh no you dropped your drink Let, let's clean it up together and everything but i can imagine my dad in like in the middle of like a conversation you know like not being so aware suddenly get like a little bit aggressive and like scare my child and like it's unacceptable and I would say my dad's made a lot more progress than everyone else. My mom especially, like, I know for a fact that she would, like, traumatize my kids. She would give them her anxiety. And that's, that's a real shame. You know, it wasn't, it was always kind of acknowledged for me that, for, like, me, my sister, my brother, that, you know, would make money and stuff and then would move out and we'd pretty much never see our family again. It was always, like, this thing of, like this isn't a healthy place to be and it's an incredibly like toxic environment everyone hates each other now it's weird because apart from my brother it's like everyone's like loves me and really really respects me because of the progress i made and you know i'm happy and everything but like everyone still hates each other everyone has like nothing but disrespect nothing but like a level of commitment to each other just because they have to but like commitment by resentment if that makes sense commitment by some cost fallacy if that makes sense and I haven't really thought about it, but I just thought about my brother's kids. Like, he doesn't have kids, but I assume they would soon. And he's going to have a boy just like himself. And he's going to treat that boy just like my father treated him. And he's going to say to that little boy the same sentence that my father said to me and my brother when we asked him in like an emotional moment, like, why is he like this? Why is he violent towards us? Like, you know, like, it's not the right thing. Why does he hurt us? And my father looked ashamed and he just said, it's how my father treated me. And I honestly, I hated him for that answer because I thought like, that's, that's not an excuse or anything. But I also thought like, it scared me because I thought, would I be saying that same sentence? And I also thought like, <sighs> There was a certain feeling I had towards it, which was like, no, 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 that's not true. Just because your father, you know what I mean? It was only years later when I learned about like trauma and I studied a bunch of books on like anxiety and everything. I realized like, yeah, like that's exactly how it works. But chances are like if your father's beating you and you haven't went through like an extensive mental health program and therapy and everything and you haven't done a lot of introspectiveness, chances are you're going to be that kind of violent prick who does it to your children too. And that's the position that my brother's in. 
and that's like that's a big guy like yeah he's he's kind of fat and stuff like fair enough but like that's a big fucking guy like he's gonna have children and when that little two-year-old like drops a drink or something my brother's gonna scream at him because he thinks that that's the way Do you know one I, I just today I've you can't you can kind of see it now actually but um I took down a bunch of the wallpapers that I had on here and I've just left like the essential ones. It's like a practice of essentialism so instead of thinking of so many things. I've just got like a couple of papers on my wall instead of like twenty. And there was a paper on there which was about it was kind of like fueling my desire of this business and the success here. And maybe I should clarify, like, some people do see my videos and they're like, oh, you know, like, Hamza's, like, so good, he's not like the other guys, like, the self-improvement gurus, he's not trying to sell, like, I do have some things to sell, like, you can tell, like, I don't, you probably don't even know what they are because I, I don't really sell them to you often, I, I make a good amount just passively through, like, YouTube AdSense and all this stuff, so I try not to, like, you know, be, a, I don't want to be seen as, like, a salesman, I find it kind of cringe and, like, I don't want you to also have that cringy moments of a video where I'm like oh please buy my product and shit so I don't sell much but like only because we make quite a lot and you know it pays for my all my editors and everything but hang on let me just turn this little light light thing off <clears throat> but I started this I started this as a business this entire thing that you see here like it, it was never meant to be like a movement that it's become I never thought that I would end up being like a leader of hundreds of thousands of young men who are looking up to me and who I didn't think that we'd start what we have here. I started this as a business, as an entrepreneur, because the online income that I would make from this would give me the level of freedom to be able to just travel and like move out. And then I also knew that if I made enough money and if I made good investments and I got, you know, I always knew that I would get like financially free, like in my twenties. I, I know that sounds like big headed, but I always kind of knew that I would be one of those like success stories where I'd be like retired at some 20 something, like not even one of those cringy, like, Oh, I'm going to be a millionaire. I just always knew, do you know what I mean? Like when you start reading books and shit and like, you're like, yeah, of course I can do that shit. So I always kind of knew. I one of the, the first thing I wrote down on this page of kind of like motivational reasons why to become successful was, to help my brother when he needed it. And yeah, the rest of the family too. What you see on this channel and the main channel and if you've seen like, you know, if you bought the products that I sell and everything, it's, this has been kind of like my, my way, my tactic to be ready when my brother needs help, when my family needs help, when my father needs help, because they're not really like great with finances, with making money and you know, like decent, like they're all like savers and everything. And like, so my sister and my brother have saved up like a good amount of money and everything. But like my dad's pretty much always been in like debt and he's worked like undesirable jobs. And my sister and my brother have like no level of gratitude towards my dad, even though he's worked like 12 hour days. And so they don't like contribute to the family or anything. Um, but I just keep envisioning like my brother's going to need a place to stay.
So it's a really, really hard thing to get your friends onto self-improvement, to get them to, you know, do some good habits and stop being fucking Jeffries. But I say it to people like that's, if your friend wants to get into the gym or, you know, if I'm trying to help you and you're trying to improve yourself, it's it's a pretty hard thing to do. It It's perhaps almost impossible to really help someone who doesn't want your help. Who, who not only doesn't want your help, but who literally just can't take it because their brain is a certain way in which they know for a fact that they're right and that you're wrong. And that when you talk about mental health being the priority, they know that mental health is bullshit. They know that it doesn't matter. What they're thinking about is, oh, how can I make more money? And, you know, all that fucking basic shit. <sighs> yeah. Every time we do have like a big family argument, which happens every like month or so, there's like a quite a big one. And I'm never truly involved. Like the family argument is pretty much always just my brother versus my sister, my brother versus my father. And then, you know, everyone chimes in. And usually I'm literally just like, like the last time that it happened, I made a video, not so much about it, but like just casually mentioning that like I had a nine hour screen time on my phone that night because I was just sat here ready to go to sleep and then everyone starts screaming, my brother's screaming loud, everyone's fighting and everything and so I'm not going to go to sleep so I literally sat here spurging out just scrolling through like fucking Instagram and just like calling people on WhatsApp and everything. I should have just messaged my friend and asked him if he could come pick me up and to be honest yeah that would have been better but like I didn't think of it and um yeah, like there's just big fucking like family fights and every time that happens it's like I, I'm so aware of my mind just so so critical of like the environment that I'm in and thinking to myself like yeah why why am I still here like I, I feel like a sense of obligation but also like you know it, it sounds awesome for me to say oh I'm here to help my family and stuff but like there is also like a level of I'll be completely honest like a level of like calculated entrepreneurship investment type of where it's like the place that I want to move out in is going to like it'll be a lot better if I wait like six months first and I have like closer to a million subs and it's going to be the place where I do like the podcast. I don't want to move out to like some random, like not amazing place right now because I really, I do really like my life here. And then oftentimes when there is like a family argument or something, it makes me think like, yeah, it is, a, it is shit, but it's like, that's like, it happens, you know, 1% of the days or like 2% of the days or something. Whereas like almost every single day here, I can really like my life. I like my friends and everything. So yeah, I don't know if I've got anything else to say, but yeah, I'm just going to end it there. Do the hard work, especially when you don't feel like it.